the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart, and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. And you forgave the iniquity of my sin. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities, with which I have ever offended you and justly deserved your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor sinful being. Upon this, your confession, I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God unto all of you, and in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.
Glory be to God on high. through the humiliation of your Son, you raised up the fallen world. Grant your faithful people, rescued from the peril of everlasting death, perpetual gladness, and eternal joys. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Old Testament reading for the third Sunday of Easter is recorded in the prophet Ezekiel, chapter 34. Thus says the Lord God, Indeed, I myself will search for my sheep and seek them out. As a shepherd seeks out his flock on the day he is among his scattered sheep, so will I seek out my sheep and deliver them from all the places where they were scattered on a cloudy and dark day. And I will bring them out from the peoples and gather them from the countries and will bring them to their own land. I will feed them on the mountains of Israel, in the valleys and in all the inhabited places of the country. I will feed them in good pasture, and their fold shall be on the high mountains of Israel. There they shall lie down in a good fold, and feed in rich pasture on the mountains of Israel. I will feed my flock 
and I will make them lie down, says the Lord God. I will seek what was lost and bring back what was driven away, bind up the broken and strengthen what was sick. But I will destroy the fat and the strong and feed them in judgment. This is the word of the Lord. The epistle is recorded in the Apostle Peter's first letter, chapter 2. To this you were called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow his steps, who committed no sin, nor was deceit found in his mouth, who, when he was reviled, did not revile in return, When he suffered, he did not threaten, but committed himself to him who judges righteously, who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. For you are like sheep going astray, but have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls." 
This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 10th chapter. Glory be to thee, O Jesus said to his disciples, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. But a hireling, he who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. The hireling flees because he is a hireling and does not care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and I know my sheep and am known by my own. As the Father knows me, even so I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep I have which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they will hear my voice, and there will be one flock and one shepherd. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise be to I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again, according to the scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. 
And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshiped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins. And I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen.
Hallelujah, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and I know my sheep, and am known by my own. As the Father knows me, even so I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. This is the word of the Lord. Raising children is sometimes like herding cats. Running in every different conceivable direction. Difficult to control. Sheep are similar. They're not very bright. They're constantly doing stupid things. As was the case in raising children, myself as a father, some of my biggest frustrations were to see myself in my children, my own sins and weaknesses and failings in my sons. Sometimes it then resulted in over impatience toward them because what I was disciplining was not my children but myself. In a certain sense, parents, because they've given birth to the offspring that they are raising, know their children and know their weaknesses and know their foibles because they know themselves, and they are their own offspring. I was brought forth in iniquity and in sin my mother conceived me, plays out in the day-to-day realities of one's life, the heartache, the disappointment. How many times do I quote for you the passage from St. Paul, his letter to the Romans, the good that I would, I do not do, And that which I do not do is the very thing that I do, O wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death. The Holy Gospel for Misericordias Domini, the third Sunday of Eastertide, presents Jesus as a good shepherd. Any of these images in the Bible are true-to-life experience on the one hand and completely untrue on the other. It's true to life on one hand that a shepherd has to guard the sheep and protect the sheep from wolves and from dangers, not only on the outside but from within, like a father or mother has to protect children from dangers from the outside as well as their own foolishness from within. And so in that sense, it's similar to life experience, isn't it? But when the scriptures describe our Lord as the good shepherd, (laughs) this is radically different from how any shepherd 
that I know that actually tends sheep would operate. He lays down his life for the sheep. He goes to the cross for the sheep. And he doesn't go to the cross and sacrifice himself for good sheep, but for naughty sheep, for rebellious sheep. And that's the scandal of the cross. It is the scandal of God's love. And that's how our Lord, as the good shepherd, is so radically different from any earthly shepherd. And it is the point at which the point of comparison with an earthly shepherd breaks down. It is also so very hard for us in our sinful condition to understand. How many times have you perhaps struggled with this question deep down within yourself because of your own failings and shortcomings? How could my Lord possibly love me? Now here's another point of comparison. The best way, perhaps, to understand this in this life is to ask yourself the question, how could my mom and dad possibly love me? Well, they do because you are born of their flesh, because you are of them and they know you and you know them. And parental love for children even though they're so often like undisciplined sheep, is perhaps the closest we can get in this life to understanding the love of our Lord. In the 23rd Psalm, the old King James language says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. As a kid, I completely misunderstood the passage. I thought it said, the Lord is my shepherd, therefore I don't want him. When it really means, since the Lord is my shepherd, I shall want for nothing. But my misunderstanding is also not far from the truth concerning my own nature. The Lord is my shepherd, my faithful shepherd. He is your shepherd, your faithful shepherd. He lays down his life for you and for me in selfless, perfect, sacrificial love. We don't deserve it. He bears our sins to the tree of the cross. And in his resurrection from the dead, he proclaims the sweet word of forgiveness that restores me and you and reconciles us to the Father. Because of this, we want for nothing. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall want for nothing. Because he knows me in all of my weaknesses and struggles. And he knows you. And he lays down his life for the sheep. The good shepherd, Jesus says, is not a hireling, a hired hand who doesn't care for the sheep. He is not in it for himself. Just as your parents 
did not give birth to you uh, for themselves. Our Lord did not become a shepherd to collect a paycheck, nor did your parents give birth to you to get rich. In fact, you probably made them poorer than they otherwise would be, at least monetarily. He doesn't run away at the first sign of danger, our good shepherd. No, he loves the sheep. Pure love. And though the love of a parent for children is perhaps the closest to the love of God in Christ Jesus, it's nowhere near the perfect love of our Savior, Jesus Christ. When he sees the wolf coming, he grabs Satan by the throat, he muzzles his jaws, he crushes his skull upon the cross, and the good shepherd snatches us from the jaws of the evil one by his forgiving grace. He didn't care about what happened to himself. He only cared about you and me. When our Lord refers to us as his sheep, I want you to understand that that is baptismal language. What do I mean? The church is described as the flock of the good shepherd. That means that in our baptism, we become members of the flock. We become united and yoked inseparably to our good shepherd who says to us, I will never leave you or forsake you. Which means that no matter what the struggles of our lives are, no matter how far we may have wandered from the sheepfold, the love of our Savior, the Good Shepherd, does not fail. It does not quit. And that is so very comforting for us. I am the Good Shepherd. I lay down my life for the sheep. This passage is really at the heart of the gospel. The Good Shepherd's love. That he went to the cross. It was his choice. No one took his life from him. He willingly laid down his life because he loved. The love of Jesus for sinners like you and like me. That is what the Christian faith is all about. That's what gives the certainty of salvation. This is what faith clings to when at the beginning of St. John's Gospel we hear Jesus' words, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son in love to the death of the cross that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So finally, for us, as parents who are frustrated at times with the rearing of our children, as Christians who find ourselves in a struggle that we are no match for, the struggle with sin. We heard last week in John's epistle, the only victory that we have is faith in Christ. But that is sufficient because faith is the trust of the heart, pure, passive trust that simply lays hold of Jesus and says, he loves me. He's my good shepherd. 
He's laid down his life for me, and in his word and in his supper, he leads me to the green pastures and to the quiet waters, and he restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of his righteousness for his name's sake. And though I am a sinner, my cup runneth over because his grace and his mercy is new every day. And he never forsakes his own, just like a father or a mother never forsake their children. How much greater is the Lord's love and faithfulness for you. Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Let us pray for the whole church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Especially this day, we pray for Reverend Seminarian Brennick Christensen, called to be our associate pastor and headmaster. Let us pray. <coughs> Shepherd of Israel, in your Son, Jesus Christ, you have sought out your sheep and gathered us into your flock. Keep us always in your fold and guard us from every wolf and snare. Into your hands we commend Andrew Stauber, Mark Thoney, Corey Venkataswaran, celebrating baptismal birthdays this week. Guard them from the evil one. Preserve them in faith. Lord, in your mercy. Gracious God, bestow the gift of Christ's own wisdom and tenderness upon all who are called to shepherd the souls of your people. Teach believers everywhere to receive their pastors as a gift from you, that they might confidently receive your life-giving gifts. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Gracious Father, we thank you for hearing our prayers and granting us shepherd. In associate pastor, Brennick Christensen, to guide us in the paths of righteousness. Help us to await with joy his arrival and protect him in the coming days. Bless his ministry among us and grant that we may ever be willing to hear the voice of your servant speaking in your name so that he may joyfully carry out his ministry to your glory and our welfare. Lord, in your mercy. 
Heavenly Father, we give thanks to you for the gift of holy matrimony, for your sustaining grace to Larry and Kathy Drejos, Jack and Debbie Christofferson, celebrating wedding anniversaries. Preserve them in their marriage by your grace. Give peace, Lord, to our homes. Enliven them by Christ's resurrected life. Let the forgiveness of sins reign among husband and wives, parents and children. Assure those who live alone that they too are your children, upheld by your hand, right hand, Lord, in your mercy. Eternal Lord, through the Paschal Lamb, you have wrought peace between God and man. By your gift of good government, grant peace and good days to our citizens and between the nations of the world. We especially pray for peace in the Ukraine, that we and all our neighbors may lead quiet lives in all godly contentment. Lord, in your mercy. Compassionate Lord, you know the needs of your people before we ask. Yet you call upon us to make known the petitions of our hearts and to trust you to supply grace sufficient for all our needs. Give to the sick healing, to the suffering relief, to the troubled peace, and to the grieving comfort. Deliver the dying to your rest. We pray especially for Jim Weber at the Pavilion Care Center in Slinger, John Bruss recovering from pacemaker placement, Al Gable and Jan Wolin in therapy, John Paul Biney in extended therapy following a head injury, Amy Bruss in continued therapy following a stroke, James Loker, Josiah Berenger in treatment for cancer, Cliff Evans, Nancy Thiele, and Cap Elke in hospice care. Lord, in your mercy. O Lord, our shepherd, you calm all fears in the valley of the shadow of death, and you prepare the holy table of your son's testament for us in the presence of our enemies. Grant us repentant and faithful hearts in every tribulation or besetting sin. Lead us to find comfort and strength in your overflowing mercy given to us here in this sacrament. Lord, in your mercy. Lord God, out of your fatherly goodness, you have remembered us poor, miserable sinners and given your beloved Son to be our shepherd, not only to nourish us by your word, but also to defend us from sin, death, and the devil. Grant us your Holy Spirit, that even as this shepherd knows us and helps us in every affliction, we also may know him, trust him, seek help and comfort in him, heartily obey his voice, and obtain eternal salvation through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord be with you. Unto the Lord our God. It is sweet and 
is truly meet, right, and salutary, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God. And most especially are we bound to praise you on this day for the glorious resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, the very Paschal Lamb, who is sacrificed for us and bore the sins of the world. By his dying, he has destroyed death, and by his rising again, he has restored to us everlasting life. Therefore, with Mary Magdalene, Peter, and John, and with all the witnesses of the resurrection, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me.
The peace of the Lord be with you always. body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you body and soul in the true faith unto life everlasting. Depart in peace.
body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you, body and soul, in the true faith unto life everlasting. Depart in peace. Savior Jesus Christ, strengthen and preserve you, body and soul, in the true faith unto life everlasting. Depart in peace.
give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Bless we the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.
Hallelujah, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Welcome to the divine service this third Sunday of Easter, Good Shepherd Sunday. How fitting it is then to announce, uh, finally, by name, uh, Brennick T. Christensen, a seminarian from the Concordia Theological Seminary, Fort Wayne, Indiana, as the called associate pastor and headmaster for us here at Peace Lutheran Church and Academy. Uh, the call service was Wednesday, uh, the 27th of April. And uh, if you have not seen it, I would encourage you to log on to the ctsfw.edu website and uh, listen to the whole service. It's uh, very inspiring. And then you can see how it happens. And uh, I uh, did the foolish thing of uh, after choir, I was here setting up on Wednesday night. And then um, Reverend Seminarian Christensen called me about 20 minutes to 10. I hadn't left yet, so we talked till about uh, 11.15. And then I went home and prepared for coffee break Bible study late and watched the entire two-hour <laughs> service. So I went to bed at 2.30 in the morning on Thursday. So uh, we are going to be having a display uh, in the narthex as soon as we get some pictures from, from him and his family. But he is 30 years old. He is from Grafton, Wisconsin. Uh, he attended Living Word High School in Jackson, where he graduated. He was also then, before going on to college uh, and seminary, a member uh, first at St. Paul Grafton and then at Luther Memorial uh, with Pastor Weeding in, uh, in Shorewood. So on, on the, uh, if you note at the service, it lists his name when they're calling off the names that he's from Plano, Texas. That's the last place he worked as a school teacher before going on to the seminary. He's actually from Wisconsin and uh, knows the area very well. He is married to Bethany, uh, who is also 30 years of age. She is from St. Peter's, Missouri. Uh, they have three children, Siler, Lydia, and Hezekiah. Hezekiah is a newborn, Siler's four, Lydia three. Uh, he, he and his wife are minimally uh, competent in American Sign Language, uh, as well as German and Spanish, uh, but Seminarian Christensen is fluent in Latin, Hebrew, Greek, Aramaic, and Haitian Creole. So when we have refugees from Haitia come into the area, he will be able to step right in and minister to them. He has a musical background, um, choirs for a couple of decades, directed his high school a cappella choir. Uh, Bethany plays piano and violin, and she has 12 years of experience as a symphonic percussionist. And Bethany also taught piano and violin lessons. 
Uh, seminarian Christensen is a graduate of my alma mater, Concordia University Chicago, with a Bachelor of Arts. He majored in language arts and theology. He will be graduating from Concordia Theological Seminary in Fort Wayne with a Master's of Divinity, but he is also uh, more than halfway through a second master's degree uh, in humanities with a classical education concentration from the University of Dallas. And so he is finishing up work uh, both for his seminary program towards graduation and then the, the end of the semester work for the University of Dallas. Um, he has teaching experience in Plano, Texas, uh, teaching Latin and science and theology, choir, logic, history, and chemistry. Um, they are not supposed to uh, give formal acceptance of the call until they graduate. And graduation is um, May the 20th. They're also not, they are not to schedule their ordination and installation until they uh, graduate. Of course, the senior pastor working with the district president can. <laughs> and uh, uh, right now, the ordination and installation is scheduled for Sunday afternoon, June 19th. So that's Father's Day uh, at 3 o'clock in the afternoon here at Peace. If you have never been to an ordination before, it is a very unique and specialized uh, service. There will be area clergy in attendance, as well as visiting clergy who are known to uh, Reverend Christensen, and they will par all participate in the ordination rite with the laying on of hands, conferring the office of the holy ministry to him. So I wanted to give you a little bit of a, of a background on him so that you would know and you can look forward to um, a display in the narthex. Uh, there's a lot going on in his life between now and the 20th. Uh, Mike Ferguson, on behalf of the Board of Elders and Education with Temporal Affairs Things and myself, will be the contact people with him until he arrives to help um, expedite things but also eliminate uh, confusion. So. He'll connect with us in terms of, of housing and then the planning of the service and so forth. I should also say, finally, in conclusion, that our Concordia Catechetical Academy Symposium this June, after two years of a hiatus, is resuming with guest speakers on the St. Peter option that we've been uh, going through in, in Bible class on Sunday morning. Uh, in addition to some guests uh, lectures from Concordia University, Wisconsin. Uh, Pastor Michael Larson will be with us, and um, the newly ordained Pastor Christensen will also speak on the Thursday afternoon of the symposium, laying out his vision for a Lutheran day school for the 21st century. So I would urge you, this actual schedule is in the narthex for the symposium, and uh, as well as the, the registration for members, which is different than uh, those outside of the congregation. So I would encourage you to make every effort to uh, uh, 
uh, support him by attending the symposium and particularly that Thursday uh, to hear his presentation. So I think that will about cover it. We'll see you in Bible class. Have a good week.